Welcome to the Disney Wedding Podcast. This show is brought to you by Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, the only guidebook and bridal organizer tailored exclusively to Disney's fairy tale weddings at Walt Disney World. I'm Carrie Hayward, and each week I feature Disney wedding updates, money saving tips, and interviews with wedding vendors and real Disney couples. I also cover honeymoons, anniversaries, and engagements at the Disney parks and resorts. Join me now as the Disney Wedding Podcast celebrates romance at Disney destinations. Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, I am speaking with Disney bride Brittany Sizemore about her ceremony and celebration at Magic Kingdom with a cocktail hour at Fantasmic and a reception at St. Augustine A, B, and C at the Grand Floridian. I thought you guys would be interested to hear how she chose all of these locations, how she planned a multi-day event at Walt Disney World, and how it all turned out. So welcome, Brittany. Hey, Carrie. How are you? I'm great. Thanks so much for being here today. Oh, thanks for having me. I'm super excited. (laughs) So I would love to start at the very beginning and find out how you and your fiancé decided that you wanted to have your wedding at Disney. So in 2017 was the first time I went to Disney as an adult, and I thought it was a one-and-done trip, but, like, I fell in love with Disney, and it's just my favorite place, and I love it so much. I met Tim in 2019, and because I went to Disney all the time, he started going to Disney all the time. We got engaged at STK at Disney Springs. He hired an airplane to fly overhead with a banner that said, Brittany, will you marry me? I love you forever. So that was super sweet. So I kind of always knew that I wanted to get married at Disney World, but I just didn't know if it was something we could actually do and pull off and we could get people to go. So like it was just always kind of a dream of mine. That's wonderful. So how did those friends and family react when they found out where the wedding was going to be? I don't really think anybody was surprised. I think that they were like, oh, of course it's at Disney But I think a lot of people were kind of like doubtful of how it was going to be. I know Tim's kids in particular thought that like, I guess when people think Disney wedding and they think Disney, they think very childlike. So they were like a little concerned about what a Disney wedding was going to entail. Yes, that does seem to be a common reaction that, oh, it's going to be like a children's birthday party or something. Yeah, I think that's like what quite a few people thought, but I wanted people to come to Disney and be like, oh, this is why Brittany loves Disney. Now I understand. (laughs) How many guests did you invite and how many were able to make the trip? I would say we probably invited about 75, maybe 80, but we had a date change and that definitely like cut back on the amount of people who came. So we had about, I think we have about 60 for the ceremony. Okay. Did you set up a room block for your guests? We did not have a room block. Um, We were thinking about having a room block for our original date, but when the date changed, it just was too close to make that happen. But my family stayed at like an Airbnb, like a seven bedroom. And then Tim's mom has um, timeshares at Westgate. So she was able to like rent his entire family like Thursday to Tuesday. So that's where our family stay. And all our friends just, you know, booked their own rooms. Okay. So it sounds like you had a day change. How did you decide on the day of the week and time of day for your event? And did that change when your date changed? 
Yes. <laughs> so we originally always wanted a Magic Kingdom after our ceremony. That is what my heart was set on the entire time. When we first reached out to Disney immediately after we got engaged, we were trying to pick a date that was away from children's birthdays, our birthdays, holidays. So we were trying to do March or April. And when we reached out to Disney, they said they were not approving any after hours weddings at all in all of 2023. I was super heartbroken, (laughs) but we talked about it and we decided we were going to go with East Plaza Garden. East Plaza Garden did not have everything I wanted, but it had most of what I wanted. It had the castle. So we were happy with that. So our original date was March 13th. It was a Monday at 8 a.m. And we just picked that day because March was a again, away from everybody's birthdays and holidays. And we picked the 13th because, like, I'm a huge Taylor Swift fanatic. And 13's her favorite number. And, yeah, so that's why we had that day. <laughs> and then how did it come to be that you were able to get your After Hours event after all? Um, Because I'm annoying. <laughs> so every two weeks, I would be like, hi, it's me. I'm the problem. But I would have just asked my planner or my consultant at that time. I was like, hey, do you have any openings? Did anything open up for after hours? They would say no. And I'd be like, sorry, it's me again. Um, Did you have any cancellations? And again, they would say no. And then I was at the point I was like, I will take any date in all of 2023. And they were like, we don't have anything. So I just, I was very nice about it, but it was probably annoying. But then The day before my birthday, we were in Disney. They sent me an email and they said, hey, we had a cancellation for January 14th slash January 15th, midnight. Do you want it? And I was like, yes, can you call me to talk about the details? So we talked to them a couple of days later and we decided to go ahead and move forward with the after hours. So that day was just the day that they gave us and the time they gave us. Wow. And so how far before your wedding did you find out that you got what you wanted? I found out like October 1st, and the wedding was January 15th. Wow. Okay. Yeah, so three and a half months, and it was supposed to be like five and a half months. So I like had to like get everything together very quickly. Like timetable really shortened. Interesting. So what were your original plans when you were using East Plaza to Garden versus what you ended up with? Some things were the same, but it was different. So we were going to do Friday night, we were going to have a welcome party at Tamu Tamu with a ride mix in Saturday night, we were going to have a dessert party at Epcot. We weren't going to do anything Sunday because we were going to have such an early morning Monday. Monday, we were going to have the ceremony at East Plaza Garden at 8 a.m. And then we were going to have a brunch reception at Atlantic Dance Hall. And so then three and a half months before all of that changed. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, we had to rework everything because we are no longer having a brunch reception. We could no longer use Atlantic Dance Hall because now that the reception was going to be on a Sunday, it's really expensive to use Atlantic Dance Hall on a weekend. So we were kind of forced to move to a ballroom. I was definitely opposed to a ballroom, but since I got to after hour ceremony, I was like, okay, that's a trade-off I can make for the ballroom. Got it. So you guys did your ceremony and you followed it with a cake and champagne reception in the Magic Kingdom, basically the same site as your ceremony or how did they set it up? Tim was actually super excited about how they set it up. He said that's how he imagined the setup would be. So our ceremony was pretty much right in front of the partner statue. They had the chairs right behind that. They shot it that way, like 
even though we were in front of the partner statue, our bodies were blocking the partner statues in our pictures. So the castle's in the full background. Our celebration we was like right in front of the castle stage. So where everybody goes to take their pictures in front of the castle, that's where they had all the tables set up. And yeah. I see. Okay. And then, so you had the next day, because that was so late, you had your full reception the next day. How did you decide to do your cocktail hour at Fantasmic? So originally we were at the marina for our cocktail hour, but they are doing construction at the marina. So they told us we had to move it. And the options they gave me for a replacement were just not, they were not uniquely Disney or anything special. They were trying to give me summer house, which is okay, but you can't really see the fireworks well from there. They also offered me Whitehall, but we were already in a ballroom for the full reception. So I just like, well, I knew Fantasmic had just reopened. So I just asked and I was like, hey, are they doing, you know, parties there yet? And the planner said, yeah, they were. And she would check into it. So she checked into it and they approved us. And that's how we ended up there. And I was super happy about that because like I wanted, I wanted things to be uniquely Disney. That's why we did the Epcot welcome party, Magic Kingdom ceremony. And then we had Fantasmic at Hollywood Studios. So it gave people, even if people weren't going to the parks, they still got to see a little aspect of Disney. That's great. Because you were in so many parks, of course, that limited who you could use outside vendor-wise for like floral and decor. But can you talk about the outside vendors you did use? Yeah, so I actually was able to use a lot of outside vendors for different things. So first off, I used Catherine Martell for my day of coordinator. She was absolutely wonderful. Now, she was not allowed to go in Magic Kingdom. So she came with me to get ready, for um, help any hiccups we had there. And she was also there for our reception and my setup and just make sure everything ran smoothly. I used Stacy Otto for hair and makeup. She was wonderful. Well, I had a friend who did my own floral, like our personal bouquets. I used Eventworks for up lighting and linens at the St. Augustine ballroom. I used Randy Chapman for a photo booth at St. Augustine. I also had, it's not really a vendor, I had a audio guest book from Fetaphone that people were able to leave us a voicemail in, in lieu of a traditional guest book, even though we had that as well. That's great. And then how did you choose your officiant? So we used Rainy Silverman. I had found her on the Dis Brides group and she was not available my original date. And so I had not picked an officiant yet, but when the date changed, she was available and I just always loved her. I loved how she does her little magic wand ceremony. Like I really wanted a very fairy tale wedding. I wanted a magical princess like Disney. A lot of people want a wedding at Dis- I wanted a Disney wedding. <laughs> so that was really important to me and she was wonderful. Like I mentioned earlier, I'm a crazy Taylor Swift fan and I'm not sure how much Rini knew about Taylor Swift, but I sent her all these lyrics. And she took these lyrics and intertwined them in our ceremony. So our ceremony was just full of Taylor Swift lyrics and quotes. And like, it was very personalized to us. She, like, Rini was amazing. (laughs) And you ended up using three different photographers for all of your events. Can you talk about how you chose them? So I used the roots for my welcome party at Epcot. I just love all their all their fireworks photos. I just think they're 
they're magical, they're beautiful, they, their work is amazing, it just speaks for itself. For Magic Kingdom, I had to use Disney Fine Arts Photography that's kind of required for at Magic Kingdom. So I had Michael Vu and Dean for that, and I've got sneak peeks so far, and they're really, really good. And I had previously had Michael Vu for a Magic Kingdom bridal shoot in November, so I had worked with him. He's really nice. He's easy to get along with, great direction. But then I also used that first moment for my getting ready and our reception photos. Their husband and wife do as well. Um, Claire and Rob, they are like the coolest people. Like you could just hang out with them and it's not even like they're working. And they also have amazing work. They do a lot of Disney weddings. And I think another bride on one of the groups had recommended them to us. And they were just wonderful. They've sent me more than more sneak peeks than Disney. And from what I've seen, the photos are amazing. That's great. So what kinds of entertainment did you add to the ceremony or any of your receptions? For Epcot, we did, of course, we had the fireworks and then we did a frozen mix-in. So none of our guests were aware that we were doing the frozen mix-in. So they were really surprised about that. And they, they really enjoyed that. For our ceremony, we had quite a bit of entertainment. So we had Cinderella's Carriage which I was not originally like 100% sold on. It is a lot of money. And even though I like love the castle, I'm not the biggest Cinderella fan. She's not my favorite princess. But I'm super glad that we did that because when we came down Main Street, there were cast members like in the stores, like I guess cleaning up. And they were like all waving to me and my daughter and my son and my mom like waving to us. And it was like the most, emotional moment because we weren't expecting them to be there and it was just it just made us all so happy so we had the castle we also had fireworks go off when we first kissed so that was pretty cool we did not tell anybody about that as well so most of our guests said that was their favorite moment for our celebration we had major domo announce us most people have him like pretend to the for the ring bearer or the best man to have forgotten the rings but my nephew was our ring bearer and it would not be a good idea for us to prank him <laughs> no. so no so um so major domo just announced us he actually announced us as mr and mrs peterson which i'm not changing my name so that was a little hiccup but it was okay <laughs> we moved on we also had the string trio they played for the ceremony but we also extended them for the celebration. And then we also had Cinderella and Prince Charming come and take pictures with all our guests. So that's the entertainment we have for the ceremony and celebration. For the reception, of course, we did Fantasmic, you know, for our cocktail hour. But then we had the photo booth by Randy Chapman. We had two character artists, which people really, really loved. Like they had a line all night. And, like, everybody loved their pictures. We also had a DJ. We had Steve Dunlap, who was amazing. We did a lip sync battle, boys versus girls. The girls won, but I think it's just because I was on their side. Because I think the boys, <laughs> they, they really killed it. They were, they were, the boys were really, really good. And then we also had Daisy and Donald come. So Daisy and Donald, they, um, we were taking, like, a big group picture and then they came and jumped in with a picture with us. They danced with us, cut the cake, and then we went and took like photos outside with just like the immediate family. 
Did you pick specific outfits for Daisy and Donald? They said there were not as many options for Daisy and Donald. So they were just like formal. Daisy was wearing pink. Now, do you have any menu items or cake flavors from your events that you would recommend? Yeah, so we had a lot of food, (laughs) a lot of different things. So at the welcome party, people really loved the grilled cheeses. We did them inspired from Woody's Toy Box in Hollywood Studios because we really like those. So the grilled cheeses were a big hit. We also did like a flambe beignet station, and that was really good. At the ceremony, we you know we only had an hour and a half, so we had like breakfast food, and we didn't have a full cake, so we did a gumball cake ball machine. So it's like you know a gumball machine that you would put quarters in, but you don't put quarters in it, and it has like four different flavors of cake balls. And you can just pick which flavor you want. And like people really, really loved that. We also had a hot chocolate bar at the ceremony. And it was cold the night of our wedding. So people really enjoyed that as well. For our cocktail hour, I think our cocktail was like the biggest hit. Like everything was amazing. We had a popcorn cart with like all kinds of different candy toppings and sauces. We had Asian pot sticker dumplings. They were really good. We had balsamic bacon wrap meatballs and I was not thinking I was really going to like them that much but they were delicious the cake flavors I only got to try one piece of cake like two days later I don't know where it went like Donald and Daisy came to cut the cake with us we went and take pictures and I came back and like I don't even know where the cake went but I asked people I had one piece like two days later so we had confetti cake with amaretta mousse and then we had orange cake with raspberry jam and cream cheese and then we had lavender cake at the top i think yeah Yeah, so we had three layers i didn't really hear anything about the lavender cake it didn't have a feeling but people really liked the confetti and the orange cake and the orange cake was the one i had picked out and i really did like it two days later (laughs) the sign of a good cake (laughs) Can you tell my listeners a little bit about the dessert party that you had at UK Lockside before the wedding? Yeah, so we did that Friday. It was kind of just to be like a little warm up to the wedding. I knew I wanted multiple days. I wanted people to come in and, you know, have like a trip out of it, not just a wedding day. So we went to UK Lockside. We got a private viewing of the fireworks, but like it was very windy that day and they did not let off all the fireworks. Mm. Like the ones to go home. But most of our guests had never seen the show. They didn't even notice. They just raved about how great it was, how great the fireworks were. After we saw the fireworks, we went to Frozen. And everyone rode Frozen. Most people had never been to Disney or hadn't been to Disney in a very long time. So they hadn't rode Frozen. And I tried to pick a ride that was good for people. We had a four-year-old and we had a 75-year-old. So I wanted something that everyone could enjoy and everyone could ride. So that was, like, everyone enjoyed that. It was a lot of walking, though. And like I said, we had some older people in our group, and I think it was a lot of walking for them. Oh, interesting. Okay. Can you give my listeners a timeline of how the ceremony day and then the reception day all fit together? I woke up, like, around 9 o'clock a.m. on Saturday morning, and I had made plans to go to the park with two of my friends. So... My friends, we, they met me at the Grand Floridian at 10, and we took the monorail over to Magic Kingdom. I wore a shirt that said, I'm getting married today. And everybody was like, you're getting married today? You're getting married? I was like, yeah, here, right here. <laughs> and uh, 
we actually met Anastasia and Drizella, and they were not impressed that um, I was getting married in front of Cinderella's castle. They thought I should strive for something better. <laughs> yeah, it was it was it was fun. It was fun. I left the park about one o'clock. My friends stayed because hair and makeup was starting at like two thirty. So I went back to the room, tried to gather everything that we were going to take with us to the ballroom because we rented a ballroom to get ready. It just made sense for us because there was five of us getting ready and there were going to be smaller kids coming over a little bit later in the night. And we just didn't want to be crammed into a room like try- with two makeup artists. And plus we got food and it was really good to eat that food because I didn't have time to eat later in the night at the celebration. So it was good to eat then. So we started makeup around 2.30 and there was five of us. We finished hair and makeup like around 8. I was the last one to finish. Our photographers and videographers got there about 7.30, got ready, got dressed. We started taking photos in the Grand about, I would say about 9.30, because then we got picked up at 10.15 in front of the Grand to get dropped off at Magic Kingdom. When we got dropped off at Magic Kingdom, the park had just closed at 10 o'clock, and we got there at 10.30. So they put me and my family, who had rode with me, in the plaza restaurant to kind of hide out. So like there were guests walking by and I'm just in this big wedding dress. (laughs) And then Tim and his two sons and my son got picked up at 1045 and they dropped them off at Magic Kingdom. We did our first look at 11 and then we did family photos 11, 10 to 12 o'clock. At 12 o'clock, they took me and my mom and my two children to the end of Main Street. We got in Cinderella's carriage. We came to the ceremony. The ceremony was 1230 to about 1. It was about 30 minutes, maybe a little bit longer. Right after the ceremony, we had our celebration. And that was 1 a.m. until 2.30. After 2.30, all our guests left. And me and Tim did a private last dance. And then we left as well. And that was the end of the ceremony celebration. So on the next day, Sunday, we had already done all the stressful stuff, all the nervous things. So it ran a lot smoother. So I had my hair and makeup start about 2.33. Our photographers came over at 4.30. We started taking pictures around 5.15 around the Grand because we did not get pictures the previous day in the daylight. So we took pictures in our room. We took pictures outside. And it was really cool because a space shuttle had actually did like some kind of takeoff that day. And we have a picture with like the shuttle in the background. Then we got picked up with all our guests at 630 in front of the convention center to go to Fantasmic. Um, There was a little bit of a hiccup there because some of our guests were running late. (laughs) Um, so we sent one bus ahead and while we waited for the couple people on the second bus, we got to Hollywood studios about seven o'clock. Um, they held us in the bus for a few minutes, but we ended up walking over right around seven thirty, and that's when our cocktail hour was supposed to start. So we had a cocktail hour, seven thirty to eight thirty. After the cocktail hour was over, we went to St. Augustine where we had our full reception and it was just like event after event after we had the photo booth and the character artists and it was just boom 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 we extended our reception till two o'clock so it was actually counting the cocktail hour it was six hours not everybody stayed for the full reception but we just 
we had so much packed into the reception. I didn't want people to feel like they didn't have a chance to do everything or that the reception seemed like it was over so quickly. Got it. Okay. Now, some people, when they find out how short your timeline is when you do an after-hour ceremony and you want to have a celebration right there afterwards, can you talk a bit about that? Did it feel like enough time to you? Did it feel worth the price for what you were getting? So we really wanted to do a full reception, but um, Magic Kingdom has lots of rules and restrictions, and they were only offering us an hour and a half. And I was actually really, really glad to take that because originally I had East Plaza Garden where you basically don't have a chance for a reception at all. Right. Um, they pretty much kick you out right away. So I was very happy to have the chance to have any celebration. Um, I definitely think it was worth it for us. All our guests really enjoyed it because you have the park entirely to yourself. It's just your friends and your family. And you have this beautiful castle as your background. And it's just a very surreal moment and like a once in a lifetime moment. So for me, and Tim and our friends and family, it was it was worth it for us. I'm so glad that it worked out for us. That's wonderful. So when you were planning, what were some of the most important aspects where you focused your attention or your budget? So I would say the most important things were obviously um, photos and videographers. We have three different sets of photographers because we like all of their work. So that was really, really important to us. Um, videography was also important to us. We had to use Disney approved videography because being in Magic Kingdom. So we looked at quite a few different options and we went with Perfect Sky. And from what I saw on their phones and the cameras, we we're really happy with what they've done. The other thing that was really important was guest, guest experience. I really wanted people to walk away from our wedding and be like, oh, okay, that's why she loves Disney so much. I, it, it makes sense now. So we wanted to do the ride mix-ins, and we wanted to do the private viewings of Harmonious and Fantasmic and the Magic Kingdom ceremony. We wanted people to be like, oh, this is lots of lots of fun. And then I would say the other most important thing would be food. Um, I worked really hard trying to make sure that food was going to be something people enjoyed and that they liked and that there were different options at every event so that you know people could try different things. That's great. Were there aspects that were less important where you saved your money or your effort? I think floral and decor was definitely not a priority for me. I had no floral or decor at all at Epcot. The minimum floral we did at Magic Kingdom we reused for our reception. We just had a few aisle clusters and lanterns that were like lining the altar which I did really love those, though, because they were lanterns and they had all of Taylor Swift albums names on each one. <laughs> that was really cool. So floral and decor, and I did like I did all my own centerpieces. Like I didn't DIY them, but I kind of ordered and picked and chose and set up what I want to do. I didn't have Disney do centerpieces. I'd say another thing that was not that important was alcohol. So Friday night, we did a cash bar. Saturday night, we did not have alcohol at all. It was only, you know, you could only serve alcohol one to two in Florida. And we were only there one to two thirty. So we just didn't think it was worth it. So we had a hot chocolate bar. And that was really a success because it was really cold. We did have like a bill on consumption bar Sunday. So like, we didn't want to be like, oh, no alcohol, because we wanted people to have a good time. But like, it wasn't like, we're going to have alcohol at every event 
and you know blah 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 we just wanted it to be like just the reception because i don't drink at all and tim drinks not a lot so that just wasn't like the priority for us for all of our events got it okay so out of all of these events what ended up being your favorite memory of the wedding okay i'm gonna cheat because i can't i'm gonna do one a day so at epcot our favorite event was so we had last minute cancellations Friday night because um, a stomach bug like ripped through my family. So we were getting ready to go into Epcot and my sister called and said, Hey, the baby's sick. She can't come. And then so-and-so is going to stay with her. So we asked three random people if they wanted to come to our dessert party. (laughs) And they turned out to be three young ladies who are in the Disney college program. And so we were super happy that they were able to come and experience that because cast members, they see these things and they make all this magic happen, but they don't necessarily get to experience these special moments. So they were able to come and we called them the new friends all night and they were super awesome. And we've actually like kind of become friends with them since then. So that was really cool for the ceremony Our favorite moment was, I'm going to tell you mine and Tim's because he told me his. Um, So my favorite moment was when we came down, me and my family came down Main Street in the carriage and all the cast members waving at us. Like it was so unexpected and it was just, for lack of a better word, magical. (laughs) Like it, it was magical. Tim's favorite moment was we we did a private last dance. We were originally going to do a Taylor Swift song. But little did Tim know, I had a song written for him, and I had the planner switch that song. And so we were doing our last dance, and he was talking. I was like, listen to the song. And he was like, what? And so he started listening, and he realized the song was not our original last dance song. And he realized it was a song about our relationship. And he just got to hear that for the first time and realized that I took the time to write. It was a very emotional moment for both of us. And he, like, we we both loved that. It was, he was very surprised and taken aback by it. And on Sunday for the reception, my favorite moment was with both of my children. My daughter is very shy and reserved and not a great public speaker. But my daughter gave a toast that was very emotional and it made everybody tear up. It was very, very sweet. And then my son and I did a dance And my son is very much my child in the fact that he has endless energy and loves to be the center of attention. But he had a red suit on and we were just dancing and having so much fun. And he's like, I'm going to do a slide. And I was like, "Um, okay, let me let's let's wait till the slow part goes down. So after the slow part of the song kind of subsided, I backed up a little bit and he just did a slide like straight into the camera, but stopped before he got to the camera. And it was just like. He stole the show, but like, if anybody's going to steal my thunder, he can do it. No problem. (laughs) Okay, so then did anything go wrong or just not turn out like you expected? So there were a few things that went wrong, but they were very, very minimal that it's almost like I don't want to bring it up, but I will. (laughs) (laughs) So we were supposed to do a staged pedal exit at our celebration. So when me and Tim arrived in the carriage, we were supposed to do like there we had pedals. They were all supposed to like do a staged exit. 
But somehow that got miscommunicated and we did our first dance and people were throwing the pedals as we danced. <laughs> so that kind of threw us off when we were dancing because we were like, what is going on? And then we also didn't get those photos with the stage exit that, you know, we really thought we wanted. But you might have amazing photos of your first dance with pedals. <laughs> we might. We'll see what happens. We also, like, I was a little disappointed in the design of my cake. From what I've heard, the flavor was really good, but our cake was rather expensive and the design just was not what we thought it was going to be. That's interesting. Did you send them photos or a diagram or anything? of? We actually talked to the chef at the food tasting and we talked about our cake. I wanted, we had a three-tier cake. The bottom layer was supposed to be designed after Princess Anna's dress. The middle layer was supposed to be Rapunzel-themed with lanterns. And the top layer was going to be up themed with balloons. So the bottom layer was a princess on it. It was perfect. But the middle and the top layer were basically just blue with like little lanterns and little balloons like on one side of them. Hmm. So our cake was quite a bit of money. And it was, I do not think the design was equal to what we paid for it. We also tried to do, and this was kind of our fault. At the food tasting, they have a cake where when you cut it open, it is a hidden Mickey. Tim decided he wanted to have a hidden castle in our cake. The chef said that it would be really difficult to do, but Tim insisted. So our top layer, when you cut it open, was supposed to have like a hidden castle. And it was kind of a hidden castle. It didn't exactly look like a castle, but I'm not upset about that because they told us that it was going to be really difficult and we still insisted. So that that's not a problem. But I do think the actual like outside design of our top two layers was just not what I anticipated. It, yeah. Interesting. And then just about Major Domo getting our names wrong and announcing us wrong as Mr. and Mrs. Peterson, but not really a big deal. Like I said, all the things that went wrong were so minimal when we had three days of major events, in-park events, everything ran super smooth. Right. Okay. Was there anything that seemed like a big deal beforehand and then turned out not to be? The weather. <laughs> the weather, <laughs> the weather, the weather. And I do think it was it was a big deal, but it wasn't a catastrophe. So the weekend of our wedding was an unusually cold snap in Florida. So Friday night at our welcome party, the wind was really bad. So they did, all the fireworks didn't go off. So that was a hiccup, but not horrible. They had originally talked about moving our ceremony celebration. They were going to keep our ceremony at Magic Kingdom, but there were talks of moving our celebration to probably a ballroom at the Grand Floridian, which I was very, very worried about. But I had told our planner that you know, we can handle the cold, we can handle the cold, we can handle the cold. And so she was able to work with the Magic Kingdom team and we were able to stay outside. But to make that work, we planned ahead. We gave our friends blankets, gloves, and hand warmers to give people on the buses. Hmm. So we provided all that. That way, when they got there, they were a little prepared. I also gave everyone notice, like in text messages, emails that, hey, it's going to be cold. Please dress appropriately. We also bought the heaters or rented the heaters for Magic Kingdom. And I don't think they kept it warm, 
but they definitely took the bite off the cold and people all our guests said that they really were a lifesaver so it was cold i'm not saying it wasn't cold it did matter but we were able to fight through it and we were able to keep our ceremony and celebration outside which was like a priority for me got it okay is there anything you would have done differently knowing what you know now there are a few things so when we wrote our itinerary i told everyone 15 minutes early tell them 30 minutes early People were late, and I think some of it's just people run late, but also some people are unfamiliar with Disney. So if you say the wedding pavilion or the convention center, even if you spell it out clearly, they don't know what that means. So give them more time to get there. I would also, something that I really wish we would have done is made a list of the pictures that were important to us. Time moves so fast. And you don't think about everything that's happening. And, oh, I didn't get a picture with this person. Or I, I wish we would have made a list. I know Tim did not get a picture with both of his brothers. I didn't get a picture with my sis- both of my sisters together. So I wish we just would have made a list to make sure, hey, we need to get this. Yeah, that's a good point because it's not like the photographers know who everybody is. So that would be helpful. Yeah, I think we had photos at Magic Kingdom, like with our just people who were in the wedding, but not everyone who is important to us is in the wedding. So we would, we, I just wish we would have made a list. Tim said that he thinks we should have made sure that we ate more, which it's really difficult because you're so, you're so crammed for time. There's so much going on, but it was really, really hard to eat. I know I only got to try like half a cake ball at our ceremony celebration because as soon as we sat down to eat, it was like, hey, let's go take pictures with Cinderella and Prince Charming. So I'd make sure that like, I made time to eat. We did eat at the cocktail hour. I like made sure I did then. But just try to make sure you take time to eat. Maybe start makeup 30 minutes earlier. <laughs> Especially <laughs> if you have more people. Because I feel like I was rushed. And not really because it was we had food service. And then it took longer to get in my dress than I thought it would. We could not get it zipped up, even though I tried it on like two days before. Hmm. Um, So just maybe give yourself 30 more minutes than you think you need. Great advice. Do you have any other tips or advice for future Disney couples? I do. So I would say if you have more than two, three people getting ready, rent the ballroom if you can fit it in your budget. It allowed us to have so much more room and it allowed us to eat which I mentioned previously we didn't really have time to eat at the ceremony celebration so at least we had food prior and it also made it easier for our photographers and our videographers to get photos and videos without like having to cram all of our stuff in one little corner I would also say if you're thinking about doing a choreographed dance do it (laughs) do the dance Me and Tim, neither one of us are dancers, but we worked really hard on our dance. And I think it really surprised a lot of people to see us do this dance, especially Tim, because we did a mashup of two Taylor Swift songs, Daylight and Paper Rings. Daylight is a more traditional slow song. And we did that. And then it kind of changed to the Paper Ring song, which is more upbeat and fun. And people were really surprised and like, I know I messed up in some parts, but when I've looked back at the videos, no one else knows. And it was fun. And, like, people can see that we were having fun in it. So, you know, even if you're shy or reserved, like, do the dance. It's fun. I would also say trust Disney. I know that a lot of people have had a lot of hiccups, you know, since 
COVID and maybe not the best communication, but I really could not have asked for more in my, my personal experience. Disney was great communicating with me. They were great with the hiccup with the Marina and having to change to Fantasmic. Everything went really smooth. Um, my planner was even at my ceremony, which I know was not a usual thing. So just, I'd say trust Disney. They do weddings every day. They do them all day. They know what they're doing. And just trust that, you know, they're going to make your day magical. That's great advice. Well, Brittany, I think you've offered a lot of great tips and advice for anyone who's interested in getting married at Walt Disney World. And I appreciate your taking the time. Thank you so much, Carrie. I also want to say thank you for all the help you've given me and all the other brides. The book you've written was literally the Bible. <laughs> I even bought the hard copy. <laughs> um, so just thank you for all you do for brides and Disney weddings. Oh, I'm so glad you found it helpful. That's our show for today. I'm your host, Carrie Hayward, inviting you to join me again next week for another episode of the Disney Wedding Podcast. Past shows and tons of photos for each episode are available on my website, DisneyWeddingPodcast.com, or listen in your favorite podcast app. And for instant answers to all your Walt Disney World wedding questions, check out Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at FairyTaleWeddingsGuide.com. <laughs>